Letter from a broker. Setting expectations. Setting the right expectations. All right, here's the letter to me, and I'll see if I can answer it on the fly here. I haven't written, I haven't scripted the answer yet. Hope all is well with you. I'm asking around to improve conversations and conversion ratios. I took some time to review all of the past leads I've worked and noticed that I lost about 10 potential files due to being too honest about the whole process. Well, I lost one today anyways. Probably felt like 10 when you lose one. Just to give you a bit of background, I had this file a few weeks ago. The TDS was over 50% if the clients weren't going to close a car lease and a student loan. So I advised the clients to close the car lease and student loan to bring the ratios in line or let them know they would at least need to close those before closing. I prepay them before closing. I've also advised the clients that it's a big maybe if we were to submit the application without having to close a few liabilities. I can still give it a shot, but chances are very slim. Well, quite frankly, not surprised RBC approved it. I could have tried this with Scotia. I believe setting right expectations is crucial in our business as top brokers build their businesses on referrals. But at the same time, should I just tell clients, okay, sounds good, just to just ensure you have a financing condition in place and then we can see what happens, right? I'll submit it and see what happens. Or should I keep doing what I've been doing, giving them all of this information, i.e. we can give it a try, but it is an exception as the ratio is not in line. I've done this before. I will do everything in my power to make it work for you. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Just make sure you have a financing condition in place. That That's what I want to hear as a buyer. I don't want to hear things like exceptions. I don't know what that means. Ratios. I don't know what ratios are. Uh, you're speaking Greek. Uh, you've done it before. That's great. And you're going to do everything in your power, but uh, no, you're, you're not giving me confidence. Again, I'm going to read the exact line that the broker is suggesting that they've been using. We can give it a try. I don't like that. But it is an exception as the ratio is not in line. That language. I've done this before. Cool. I will do everything in my power to make it work for you. Well, how much power do you have? Am I confident in the amount of power that you actually have? I don't think you have much power on the decision-making, especially on the exceptions. Yeah, no, that language doesn't work. I'm going to say that three out of four sections of that, four out of five, really, three out of five sections fail, one borderline pass, one okay. So yeah, no, we, we need to work on that language. Every broker runs their business differently. And I am trying to get some insights from other brokers to sharpen my knife, to sharpen my skills. Thank you so much for reading this, Dustin. Okay. So look, yeah, this is a bit of a tricky area, but I always like to suggest to clients, um, there's a there, there may be a roller coaster back there, but guess what? You're not even going to see it or hear it. You're not even going to know it exists. I'm going to go get on the roller coaster and ride it for you. And really, ideally, you won't even know that I was on a roller coaster ride because I'm, I'm going to appear pretty, this kind of timing. I'm going to appear calm, cool, and collected all the way through this. We're going to be fine, right? We are about solutions, not problems, right? And I remember I was doing something similar to what you, my friend, did with a client on the phone outlining all of the reasons this property uh, had farming activity and it just went on and on and on. It had farming activity in an industrial zoned area. Um, it was a very complicated property, but it had a residential home on it. And I'm giving them all the reasons we're not going to be able to get residential financing. We're not going to get an approval from X bank, Y bank, Z bank, et cetera. 
And he finally interrupts me and he says, Dustin, you're giving me problems. I'm looking for solutions. Can you get this done? Can you get me the money? That's my first concern. And I, I paused and I went, yes, I can get you the money. Okay, good. Call me when you have a rate. Thank you. Click. And he hung up on me and went about his business. I came back and we approved that file. And that was at a time when rates were around 299 on a five-year fixed and, you know, whatever variables were probably three percentage, two and a half percentage. And uh, I came back with a, an approval at eight and a half with a two-point fee, uh, point for the lender, point for the broker. And uh, so 10 and a half and done, like didn't bat an eye because there was such a huge lift in the property, the way he'd structured the file, the financing costs were just a negligible part of the overall play that was underway. And here I was stuck in this space worrying about getting them the best rate from the best lender, but they didn't care about the rate at all. But I hadn't, I hadn't, I jumped ahead a few too many steps. So explaining all the reasons something can't get done with one lender or another is pointless. The clients don't need to hear that story. I don't need to hear that story. You don't need to hear that story. All we want to know is, can you get me approved? What am I going to need to do to get approved? Now, certainly in the case that you uh, laid out, um, yeah, I would say, look, I can absolutely submit this. We're going we're gonna to go for it. Make sure that you have at least one thing in place, if not two things. The first thing, a financing condition. That's crucial. Let's make sure the lender likes the property, right? The appraisal matters. We want to make sure that there's no issues around the property itself. And I, and I do that to draw attention to the property potentially being the problem, not the clients. You guys are great. You're fantastic. Lenders are going to love you, but we need a financing condition because sometimes the property is a challenge. Now, that's one thing. The other thing I'd say is, you know, to really have a truly strong application, it would be great if we could prepay this lease and the student loan. And there may be an approval that comes back potentially with a condition to pay off one or the other of these. Um, I, I can't say 100% which way it's going to go, but if we needed to pay one or both of those loans out, could we? Is that even an option? At which point the client may well say, oh, yeah, no problem. I've just left it in place because it's a 0.99 car loan. But sure, yeah, there's only four grand owing on it. I could pay that off in a heartbeat. No problem. Do you need me to do that now? Like it, it changes the nature of the conversation. So the language matters, right? And like I say, remember, everyone is approved. You may not like the rate, but everyone is approved. It's just how are you going to get them approved, right? But the language matters so much in setting those expectations. So if you're using words like try, as Yoda said, right? There is no try. There is only do. Nobody likes hearing the words try, and best efforts and whatnot. They want to hear that it's going to happen. They want to hear something as close to definitive as possible. You can't give them a definitive answer, but you've got to give them something better. So anyway, happy to work on that language with you. Okay, 